Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Literature, courtesy of the Studio Online and the National Lottery Community Fund. You are about to listen to a selection of audio stories gathered together during the COVID-19 lockdown from both the adults and children's write-on sessions. So relax, settle back, and enjoy a selection of writing from some of the finest creative minds at the studio. The Hair with Green Eyes by Paula Page The first time it came to her, she was fast asleep. She was dreaming. This in itself was unusual because dreams had become a rare event for this woman. It was like a part of her mind had shut up shop, only opening occasionally to remind her just how weird the inside of her head could be. Usually these dreams were fueled by physical prompts. A bad cold or maybe a very rich meal, but this evening there was no such explanation. By her standards she was feeling perfectly well, yet there it was in her dream, looking at her. It had huge green eyes. Not the muddy khaki that people so blessed optimistically call hazel. These eyes were a vivid iridescent green, and yes, they actually sparkled. To emphasise the disarming beauty of this creature, the magical green was outlined with ebony, darker than the darkest night, and then, then there were the eyelashes. Oh, the eyelashes on that thing. Any woman would kill to have those. It didn't blink. It just looked at her with unswerving concentration. At first the woman found this very difficult to deal with, but as the dream progressed she became more and more comfortable with the situation because for some unknown reason, as there was no verbal communication between the two of them, she knew that this creature knew every single thing there was to know about her. It understood her and she knew it was going to show her the way, whatever that meant. The creature invading his sleep was a hare, a beautiful, elegant, brown hare. By far, its eyes were the most outstanding feature, but altogether, it was quite a sight to behold. From its athletic slender limbs to the shimmering fur that adorned its quietly powerful frame, as it sat there motionless in the moonlight, just looking at her. That night, the dream didn't go much further. She woke up feeling decidedly odd. What the hell was all that about? The dream and that uneasy sense of puzzlement revisited her throughout the day that followed. Those eyes... She just couldn't forget how they seemed to be looking deep into her very soul and saw everything. Not that there was a great deal for the hair to see. She had an uneventful existence. She had no career to speak of. Oh, she went to work, but it was purely functional. It paid the bills. She was married, had been for some time. There were no children, but that was okay. She really didn't mind. No, nothing spectacular about this life. The only thing she knew, and the hair knew it too, that something was missing. She didn't tell anyone about the dream. Why would she? That's all it was, a bit of over-imagination, and let's face it, who would be interested? Certainly not the spouse. He'd probably mutter, then carry on with whatever he'd been doing. One sure guarantee was that whatever that was, it would be of no interest to her. Oh, they got on. They existed in a fairly amicable state. They spoke to each other every day, but they certainly didn't talk anymore. It was peaceful and she knew it could be a lot worse, so on they went, drip-feeding their life together. The hair, however, did not go away. The next night it returned, 
just looking at her with that disarming intensity of gaze before eventually bounding away to where she did not know. The same thing happened the next night and the night after that. In a subtle way, the hair's demeanour changed and the woman felt it. Still it was silent, but behind her eyes, for it was undoubtedly female. The woman could sense a pleading and a longing. But for what she had no clue, this was the puzzle. She kept her counsel and resolutely said nothing to anyone about the continual nocturnal disturbances. That said, the seeds of worry had started to take root in her mind. What if it's a brain tumour? What if I'm just going mad? In spite of these anxious thoughts, a stronger fear kept her away from the doctor's office. It was almost as if doing nothing about it meant it wasn't really happening. Outwardly, she carried on her life as she'd always done. No one looking at her would think that for one minute she was in any way troubled. She went to work when she was supposed to and she did her job competently. She'd never really been invested in what she did for a living. In reality, she knew this meant she was trying, trying not that hard, a steady 75% of her true capacity. It got her by and that was all that was needed. Since the hair had entered her life, she knew that she wasn't even doing that much. 50% on a good day. Her mind just wasn't on the job. The strange thing was, no one noticed. Not a word was said, but she could feel herself slowly and surely becoming obsessed by the creature. She saw a picture of a hair and an ornament depicting the animal in full March madness. She bought it. The house started to look like a hair rescue facility, but still not a word was said to her by her husband or anyone else to question her behaviour. It was like what was happening was completely normal, or worse, that no one actually cared. Night after night, the dreams continued until it seemed she couldn't remember what life was like without the presence of the hair. It began to consume her so that the importance of what went on in her waking life started shrinking, and all that mattered were the moments she could sleep and dream. The intensity of the dreams increased as time went on. The pleading in those green eyes became more compelling to the point of seeming feverish, almost desperate. When the animal moved, in the moonlit fields she assumed it was his home, it danced and it jumped and it ran, with so much energy and with the joy it was palpable. She wanted to reach out and touch it. Truth be told, she wanted to be the hare. That thought scared her, but if she was truly honest, it thrilled her too. The strange relationship with this animal, which she knew could only be a figment of her imagination, went on for weeks, months. Then as springtime approached, strange became stranger, if such a thing could be possible. She woke up after another night in the company of the hare and went through her usual routine, pretty much on autopilot, as her waking life had become. A visit to the toilet, then a quick functional shower. It was then that she noticed it. There, on her right thigh, about as big as an iPhone was a tattoo. A beautiful, intricate tattoo of the hair. She felt her head spin and when she saw it, it was like the taps had been switched to cold as dizziness and panic nearly swept her feet from under her. She steadied herself and forced herself to look down at her thigh. It was still there, but it couldn't be real. She'd never been interested in any body art. Quite frankly, would be the last person ever to get a tattoo. It was there, though she couldn't deny it. How he had arrived was a complete mystery. Then she thought about him. God, he's going to go ape. His spouse hated tattoos, especially on women. Called them tramp stamps. How am I going to explain this? The planet felt very real, even though she knew the tattoo couldn't be. He was still in bed. It was Saturday, so no work for either of them. And he always took the opportunity to have a little lie-in, though she never could. 
all reason and good sense had left her at this point. She had no idea how she was going to explain it and she certainly couldn't hide it. So she calmly walked into the bedroom and carried on getting ready for the day ahead. He was awake by now, but still in bed. He dropped, she dropped the towel. This, even on a normal day, would not have provoked a reaction. They'd been married way too long for that. But today she had the hair, in all its glory, charging with gay abandon up her thigh. He didn't bat an eyelid. She found this more disturbing than the spontaneous tattoo she now possessed. That's it, she thought. It's me. I'm going bloody crazy. It's all in my head. The thought of that terrified her more than anything. She didn't want him having her sectioned. So, given the performance of her life, she got herself dressed and their day continued, just as many other Saturdays had before. She was surprised that sleep came to her readily that night, but it did. And of course, the hair was there to meet her, in this dream world where it ran and played freely. Except this night, as well as the usual pleading, there was a definite twinkle in the creature's eye. This hair was more than capable of mischief, it would seem. When she awoke the next day, she half expected the tattoo to have vanished, but it remained, like it was and had always been part of her. It really was quite a spectacular piece of work. Each hair on its body had definition and almost moved when she did. The eyes had a realism and a living light deep within them to the extent that she would not have been surprised if they had winked at her given the opportunity. If it had been real, and she had to keep reminding herself that it just couldn't be, the artist who did it must have had an amazing gift and its intricacy and the size surely meant it would have hurt like hell. It didn't hurt, and this was further proof, as if she needed it, that it was a figment of her very disturbed mind. He still hadn't said anything about it either. This will pass, she thought. Whatever the imbalance in my head is has got to settle soon, and I'm going to wake up morning, one morning and find it gone. Except it didn't go. She was left to her own devices that day. He had a standing arrangement with his cronies to pay golf on a Saturday. And usually this meant she was on, on her own until at least late on Sunday afternoon. The attractions of the 19th hole seemed more and more irresistible to him of late. She didn't mind too much. She was always being comfortable with her own company. But hang on, she was never really alone these days. She had the hair. They lived in a nice house. She couldn't complain about that. Everything she wanted in a semi-rural area with farmer's fields back, backing onto the bottom of a well-tended garden. Partly to distract herself, she took to the houseworth with almost military precision. Not a speck of dust was allowed to remain in the legion of hair and ornaments that now shared her home. The place hummed with the comforting aroma of beeswax because, in all honesty, she'd been polishing like a bit of a maniac. Worth it, though, a house to be proud of at least for a while before he came home and messed it up again later. She turned her attention to outdoors. It was a lovely spring day in the middle of March. It felt like the year was finally coming to life again after the slow creeping death of winter had been forced to release its icy grip. The grass seemed greener somehow. Bulbs were poking their heads cautiously above the parapet and taking a chance on sharing their blooms. Best of all, it was warm, warm enough to put the washing out. Even she had to admit the amount of joy this routine chore brought her was disproportionate to say the least. She just loved hanging out washing to dry. It was a ritual to her. She had to have matching pegs for each item and the clothes had to be fixed to the line in a way which was aesthetically pleasing to her. God, analyse that, she thought. No wonder I'm having hair hallucinations. I'm decidedly odd. 
However, it harmed no one and it made her happy and that was all that mattered. She was in the middle of her Zen laundry ritual when something caught her eye at the bottom of the garden. Not one, but two hairs sat, sat stock still, looking right back at her. She had reached the point where nothing surprised her anymore. It actually wasn't that unusual to see wildlife thereabouts. It was semi-rural after all. What was unusual to the casual onlooker, and most of all to her, was that one of the hairs had iridescent green eyes. The other one had pale eyes and the both of them stared at her intently. She wasn't scared, just curious now. So she carefully dropped her washing and walked slowly towards them. She managed to get about ten foot away from them before they turned tail and ran off. This was enough time for her to be certain that she had met at least one of them before. That night she almost couldn't wait to go to bed and get to sleep. Then she momentarily panicked. What if it doesn't come? The thought of that was somehow unbearable. She needn't have worried. The hare came back and it brought its friend. The other hare was very different to its companion, the eyes being the most obvious feature. They were pale grey, almost silver. The animal was definitely bigger and more muscular than the other creature and she knew with absolute certainty that this one was a male. That night in her dream, it was more vivid than she had ever seen previously. It was night time as it had always been in the, in the dream world inhabited by the hares and the sky was adorned with a galaxy of stars bigger than she'd ever imagined could exist. They seemed to embrace and caress the full moon that night, which shone on the fields where the hares seemed to call their home, and played together. Oh, how they played! They jumped to seemingly impossible heights like they were coiled springs, released to their absolute full potential. The woman could feel the excitement and the electricity that they generated together. In the case of the male hair, she could see it in his eyes, which transformed from silver to midnight blue, endlessly reflecting the myriads of stars above him. She knew he wanted to be with the other creature more than life itself, and she wished more than life itself she could feel that way too, about anything. It was almost as if the hairs simultaneously heard her thought, her wish, in the split second that it took to flash through her mind. They stopped and they looked, both of them, deep into her heart and at last she heard the words she had wanted to hear all along you can in the morning he woke up the house was a mess but that suited him it was how he liked it he only had himself to please he couldn't remember his wife it was like she'd never existed no clothes no makeup no ornaments no matching laundry on the line outside he didn't report her disappearance because he hadn't noticed she'd gone or ever been there in the first place. They had new starters and work. There was a big job on. No one noticed the desk was not occupied. They were far too busy. It was just a desk. Someone will sit in it. Her family thought nothing of it. They'd stopped exchanging Christmas cards years ago. That was as close as they'd ever been. If they'd met each other at a wedding or a funeral, there would have been a mutually awkward struggle to remember each other's names. That night, the moon reflected carelessly upon the farmer's field, just as it had done for all eternity, and just as it would continue to do so. Down below, three hares danced, with more joy, abandon and freedom than they had ever had before, and the myriad of stars in the midnight sky smiled upon them, illuminating their happiness. A place for everything and everything was finally in its place.